Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Jay Schaefer. What's up? We're back. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so how, how's y'all's week been? Pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty that, good? No, that's what, the first okay, time in we, a while I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, it's always oh, It's just work. the same. I've just been working. I mean, it, it is the same. Like, nothing's changed, but it... But why is know. it better than, like, last week? We're gonna let you guys in on a little a little know. secret that we think Hunter's having a bad week because no. he hasn't been to Pals any oh times gosh. to he's, eat. He's so upset. He's so mad. You guys are gonna have a very boring episode because <laughs> Hunter's just gonna be the whole time just like angry. I mean, I'm definitely he's so angry. I don't know if I would say I'm going through Pals withdrawals yet, because it has been a second since I've been. But how long? Uh, we talking like seven days? Are you on maybe? Your, are, are you oh on your your man period? I knew you were going to say Oh my goodness I'm not bro You're the one Seven days without pals You're the one who's been saying that I'm in a bad mood Well because you're obviously in a bad mood Yeah you're the one that's in a bad mood I'm not Right you're You've been in a bad mood all day You're transferring your feelings onto me I literally came here and I walk into the door and you're like What's up brother? And I'm like Hey bar Like I mean like that's how I No no you've been He's been in a bad mood all day He broke the aircraft today He's transferring his bad mood onto me No I'm just kidding He's He's not being honest with himself and admitting that he's in a bad mood, so he's transferring those emotions onto me. Hunter, you would never be this serious if you weren't in a bad mood. He is, <laughs> he is manifesting about, his truth. Not in a bad mood. I'm tired, that's for sure. There you go. The truth comes out. But I'm not in a bad mood. We're all tired. <laughs> we are. Let's just go to sleep. Dude, I got four hours last night. Yeah, I'm ready to pass hit the out. Pause button. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we both were, when we came into work today, I looked at Levi and I was like, bro, and he and you immediately you're like, dude, no. <laughs> I was I like, know, I'm not real. feeling it either. But it wasn't until like it wasn't until like lunch because like we were working and and Non-stop. all day I thought Chase was like frustrated at something and he probably thought that I was like frustrated. So really until did, finally yeah. later on in the day, I was like, dude. I just really don't want to be here. <laughs> I feel I'm like so we tired. both, yeah. We're, we're like, I think I really noticed too because we both got in the car and we're driving down the road and we said nothing for like two or three That's minutes. True. And no music was playing. It was just us. I'm sitting there. I'm not even on my phone. I'm just kind of sitting there. And I'm like, I feel like we're both just like, I'm, I was happy with the moment because I was like, I was very like tired and I was happy yeah. that I didn't have to like say anything. I was just like, I'm going to just chill in the car. Cause like yeah. I was tired, dude, and I could tell you were as well. And then we went to your fa- second favorite restaurant, Hunter, for Ooh. lunch. What Chili's. Oh my gosh! No, come on, come on, babe. No, okay, maybe it's your third favorite restaurant, McAllister's. Oh my, oh my goodness! I don't no. know. I'm it's really close just to McAllister's. Naming off all the it's breakfast. breakfast. Cracker Barrel. There you Cracker go. Barrel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where would you rate Cracker Barrel? <laughs> Top five. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Gotta be in your top five. It's definitely in top, the top five. Does it hit top three? Obviously not. You Probably. I mean, I only really eat at like five different places. So Pals, McAllisters, obviously. Moe's, Pals, McAllisters, Moe's, <laughs> Chili's. Chili's is awesome. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, only, I'll say this: I hadn't been to Cracker Barrel. Occasionally, Pepper and Chipotle. Mm, oh, I love Chipotle. Uh, he took me there for the first time last week. And did you like it? It was all right. Oh my gosh! 
their, you know chips, are, their chips are really good. He got good. a bowl. He didn't get the burrito. That's why. I got a burrito today for lunch, actually. The bowl is, the bowl that, is I mean, the good. The bowl is good. I, I normally get a bowl. I don't know why. But oh, I always get better. a bowl there. I like better it. better for you. I like It is. It That's is true. better for you. Okay. But now, but. here's the... Uh, Here's the thing. I hadn't been to Cracker Barrel in like a year. Oh my gosh! Until sorry. me and you went there the other yeah. day, and now I'm just like I want to hook, bro. <laughs> we it's went so for lunch. Good. We went for lunch today because one of the retirees came back, and then and then my mom last week was like, "Where do you want to go for your birthday?" And I was like, "Cracker Barrel." You're are you welcome. serious for your birthday? Yeah, you Dude, are what a welcome. Usually I got a red lobster. Oh, that's pretty good too. Red lobster. I love seafood. Did man. you get breakfast? And food? there's not very much seafood. That's he did. Good he got breakfast. Tennessee. What'd you get? The double meat breakfast. Yeah. The most L- Levi thing I ever. always get the old timers breakfast. I love the spread. But you gotta get I love meat, the old timers breakfast. That's so one of my favorite. Good, bro. Dude, you got to get that okay? double meat. Yeah, my it's computer's going to explode. Dude, it's so loud. You guys Pancakes. probably can't hear it. Put your finger right here. Pancakes, French toast. Let's let's oh just gosh. go ahead and get it on. <laughs> it's let's like just hot. go ahead and that get hurt. it on record and say that breakfast food is okay. the best kind of food. Fact. So no. eggs, bacon, biscuits, gravy, grits, um, oh, see, oh, pancakes, waffles, French toast. No, you lost me on grits. normal toast. You lost me on grits. No. Dog, whatever. Me and Chase were it's talking about today. Food. The people that eat grits are the worst. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> Grits, normal grits you, you like from what? Cracker Barrel are Just good. Leave. But oh my then gosh, Chapman you said the ones from Cracker Barrel are good. <laughs> I'm about to lose my mind. Y'all Literally, are, I was gonna say, hey, if you're like a cheese, don't grits. enjoy the finer things. If you're like a cheese grit type you're of guy, not real, like, I love cheese. You guys grits. are not real Southerners. You're posers. What is? Oh my gosh. However, I will say this: Hunter, before many, you, before you roll out grits, have you killed? Before you roll out grits, how many four wheelers have you owned? Before you roll out grits, how many go to Camo Crocs do you have? Go to Chapman's, <laughs> go to Chapman's, and get their cheese grits. Okay, those are good. That's what I was gonna say. Cheese grits are good, but if you say the ones <laughs> from Cracker Barrel, if you say the grits from Cracker Barrel okay. are good, you are literally you need to leave. <laughs> it's literally, no, literally, we were sitting at lunch today, and and he said, he said. You know, you know, I I can understand some people that are like, you know, if if I go to this fancy nice restaurant, I eat some cheese grits, they're pretty good. Like he talked about the ones at local goat, <laughs> and then he pointed at the bowl of grits on the table. And he was like, "But people who eat those, I don't like you." <laughs> on the day I that I them, say bro. that, I, the good. day I, I s- like them. I, Sue me. I, I don't do know. what's funny? I took Savannah there a week ago, and I, she looked at me. She's like, "My mom always eats uh, grits because they're healthy." And she, I'm like, "Have you ever eaten grits?" She's like, "No." And I was like, "Try them. The ones at Cracker Barrel." And she, like, she was like, "This is probably the most disgusting thing." I was like, "I know it <laughs> I is. It's the worst thing I've ever they're tasted." They're just plain. It's just like. It's just grits, I'd rather bro. have somebody spit in my mouth. <laughs> that's disgusting. Put You're some corn in there crack, and say that's man. grits. Then <laughs> you are literally smoking okay. crack. Dude. How long have we been going? Okay, okay, let's going? get into it. So, <laughs> um, you guys know we've been we've been going through the book of Genesis as part of a series. Um, and we have made it to chapter 19. So before we get into it, I just want to go ahead and say, if you listen to this podcast, perhaps with young children in the room, this is a touchy chapter. Um, so we're going to talk about some some stuff about Sodom and Gomorrah. Sexual um, immorality. So, you know, if it, it, 
I just want to warn you, it's just in case you listen to, to that with, with children in the room. So um, let's get into it. Basically, we're going to let you, you know, have a few seconds to read Genesis chapter 19, and then we'll get into it. Um, just to recap, if you remember, the last thing we saw was was the Lord and a, a couple angels show up to Abram, Abraham and Sarah's camp, and basically tell them that they're going to have a son, and then... Um, the Lord was leaving to go to Sodom and evaluate the city and God and, and he pleaded with God, you know, are you going to destroy all of the righteous people with all of the unrighteous people? And, and he kept counting down by fives. Remember until, until finally God was like, yes, dude. And if I find 10 righteous people, I'll spare the whole city. Um, but we know that he doesn't. And, and we're going to get into that today. So give you a few seconds to read the chapter and do that in three, two, one. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy chapter. That's a crazy chapter. Okay, so um, let's get into it. So, you, you, so didn't what, even, you didn't even do the thing. You're always like, that was so good. So good. <laughs> so good. That's how you always this say This one is, that, that mm. was so crazy. Mm. That was crazy. So crazy. Okay, so um, what you got, boys? Well, What's going on? Sum it up for us, Chase. All right, so start off, the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, mm-hmm. and who else do they find but Lot? He's sitting there at the Lot. gate. And it doesn't what say. What up, Lot? He's like behind the gate. He's in front of the gate. It says he's in the gate, is what my Bible says. Parking lot. And he bowed himself, said, Hey, angels, come come into my house. Come to my house. And the angels are like, No. We want to go to. to kick it? Yeah, no, he really is like, I want to I want to show you guys some good food, some good time. Like, come with me. Mm-hmm. I'll come take here, care of you. Wash your feet. Yes. W- wash your feet. And so the two angels are there and they're like, No, we want to go to the square. Like, we're going to go there and we're going to sleep. Because they're there to evaluate the city. They're there to evaluate the city. And mm-hmm. and so, actually, later in verse 9, uh, which I don't want to skip too far ahead, but, like, we see that what Lot's doing here is is he's actually become a judge over Sodom, is what it says. So, uh, he he's there. He's a judge. And he, that's why he's sitting in the gate to meet people, almost, as, like, also a gatekeeper. And so... Um, at least that's what it says in my Bible. And well, are you talking about in verse nine where it just says he has become the judge? Yes, and it says the and in John John MacArthur said the accusation suggests Lot has made moral pronouncements before, but his evaluation was no longer tolerable. And then in Matthew Henry, it says he's uh, he was actually a judge over the people because you have such an evil Sodom is so evil, and then you have a dude who's a sojourner. And he's actually separated, and he's considered to be different. And so, mm. this has almost happened before, is what they suggest. Mm. As like he's see, a I wouldn't judge. get that from just reading it. To me, it seems mm-hmm. like he he said what he says there that they're acting wickedly, and then that would be the judgment that he's making. Well, I, I would say like him being there at the gate, and nobody else like it's 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 him in the evening means that there's obviously some type of reason he's there he's he's, he's doing insane. something he has some sort of authority exactly that is what i'm thinking or he's doing but, something there yeah maybe and so but the thing was is that i also found interesting was like i think in a way lot knew how sodom treated sojourners in a way or people coming in like that because he's like they're like hey we're gonna go sleep we're just gonna go sleep in the city like that's where we're gonna sleep he's like no 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 you want you want to stay with me and they're like no, 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 we're going to go. And he's like, no, please, please, I beg you, just just come with me. I'll wash your feet. I'll take right. care of you. And so I really do believe that Lot 
acted said he kindly. pressed them strongly. Yes, like he like there's a reason for that pressing. Right. And uh, Lot acted kindly to the angels here. He bowed his head, asked the angels to come into his house to be taken care of. And um, after the angels, though, had eaten in verse 4 mm-hmm. and partaken in the kindness of Lot, they were, were interrupted by a mob in Sodom. And we immediately see perhaps the reason why Lot was like, no, come chill with me. Exactly. Yeah, why well, he didn't want them to go to the square. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says like, Men, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. And they called they called Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. So it's like literally they, they, they like one, two, two people, uh, two men show up, angels as we mm-hmm. know, but they know them just as men. Right. Two people come into the city. Every dude in the entire city surrounds Young the house to old. find them. They just want to meet them, right? Yeah, well, no, they want to rape them. Yeah. It immediately says they <gasps> want to know them. <sighs> Bring them out that we may know them. Mm-hmm. Know them like biblically? Mm, no. <laughs> Isn't that what that means? No, Isn't no. that what that saying means? To what? get to know someone biblically? When no. you say that, because in the scripture, saying. to say... Let us know them means to no, like have sex, fornicate. Yes. yes. So to know someone biblically, you have fornicated them. Well, with no, them. I mean I don't. That oh, was my is, understanding of that phrase. Uh, maybe. I I'm mean, crazy, basically, but. yeah, uh, that phrase is used in in scripture to say to know them sexually. But the right. thing is, is you have two dudes. But like who when don't Jesus say, "Want to know them and know me," a group of people, you do. may well, by well, this right. you may know me. But that obviously, mean, there's context. There's there's things right, that right, 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 that, right. that phrase. But I'm saying that like very, you can't just you say very clearly you can't know. just say like biblically if somebody says know me then they're talking about sex. Right, but what I'm saying is the phrase to say mm-hmm. you know someone biblically it means that that you've fornicated. <laughs> I still think you're making a jump. I'm not. I'm not. What You're I'm saying, saying is to there's know that, somebody that biblically. phrase exists, and that's what it means right. that people use. Okay. I, I f- like. I feel like Levi is here just to judge what me and you say. <laughs> he's, he is. He that's asks, why he sits where he sits. <laughs> he, he's like. He's I don't know if they're the a table. judge. No. Yeah. I love it. I love it I'm, because I mean, he calls I just us didn't out. Read that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just didn't know. That's no, that's, no, no. no. That's I, right. I, well, what I'm saying is that's just like a common like to know somebody biblically. maybe a maybe you could call it a secular phrase i always hear where that. people just say that you know them biblically like that right. means but i've never that heard that in my life you've oh, never, you never heard, heard that before okay well that explains your confusion yeah but no, yeah that's, that's like, like a, a saying that people say that's like a phrase people say you get to know someone biblically it's because you're having the sex <laughs> that's stupid dude that's that's if well, i'm gonna know somebody biblically that means that i'm gonna know them based on truth and that right. they're not pagan and you're gonna be married to them because that's no. I'm saying. I'm saying you, it, that doesn't mean you have. That doesn't mean you're having sex with them. That's stupid. Right. But what I'm saying is the common phrase. That's what that means from pagans. Yes. So who sure. Cares? They yeah. don't know anything about Goodness, Bible. I apologize, all of you listeners, if you're still with us for bringing it up. <laughs> I'm so confused. Hopefully, some of y'all know what I was trying to say. Okay, so like, all oh, these yeah, I've heard that before. So all these homies are trying yeah, to rape right. the angels. <laughs> and then okay, they so they see the angels, they want to rape them. Goodness. Yeah. And and I feel like this is also the reason Lot brought them to his house cuz he knew this was going to happen. And I feel like in mm-hmm. So I am just going to put it out there first in the very very beginning of us talking about this, about who Lot is. So this is in 2 Peter 2:6 two, through 8 and this was referring to Lot. 
If by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. So there, Lot is considered to be, by that passage, righteous. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about it today. Okay. And did you agree or did you disagree? Uh, Yeah, I agree. Okay. And that he's saying he, he saved him. He said he rescued righteous Lot. He right. calls him righteous. Right. But he's righteous because God saved him. Yes. And not because of uh, he's actually righteous. Yes. Because we see that he's not. Yeah, we he's see he's not. A, he's, I mean, he's kind of a screw-up. Mm-hmm. And Which we're about to get into. But, or or but, like not kind of like a big-time screw-up. Yeah, and and I really, yeah, terribly. And pretty, the thing is, though, that we do see this at the meeting of the gate, trying to help these as he thinks of them as men. I would say that's a righteous act, or that's a kind act, or him trying to make sure they're not killed, you know, taking right. care of them. So that, I would say, is maybe con- considered to be the righteous of Lot, that's the righteous what it means. Right, I mean, you see him wanting to serve them. Exactly. Um, but the, the, I mean, like, what does it even say about Lot? Like, you think the last time we saw him, him and Abraham split up. Yeah. Right? So he said, I'm going to take this choice land over here, but then he goes and, and dwells in the town where they're all raping each other? Like, why is that the town right. that he picks? He, it said he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds. So I don't know why he would do yeah, that. Yeah, my, my study note for verse 7, which verse 7 says, uh, uh, And I said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. My study note says the character of Lot's appeal demonstrates his righteousness. So the fact that he... Recognize like, their wickedness. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't act that way. Right. That shows that he is a little bit righteous. Okay. Is he a little righteous? So yeah, so yeah, <laughs> we see So we see them try to rape the angels. Lot comes out, he closes the door and he says, "I beg you, brothers, do not act so wickedly, right? I have two daughters who have known no man, basically saying, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out Take to them you instead. and do to them as you please. Man. Only do nothing to these men." <clears throat> but then he says this. This is why he says not do nothing to these men. For they have come under the shelter of my roof. So my question, like me and Chase talked about today, me are so his mad. daughters not under the shelter of his roof? No, yeah. Obviously not, dude. He's so like, he says, don't rape the angels. Rape my daughters. Here, have them. Do as you please. Right? What, rough, like, what kind of logic is that? It, it, I think that's n- not righteous logic, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, it says, uh, do to them as you please. Uh, this is what John MacArthur said. I thought it was oh. really good. The constraints of Eastern hospitality and mm-hmm. the very purpose for which Lot yeah. has invited the visitors compelled Lot to offer his daughters for a less deviant kind of wickedness so as to protect his guests. The foolish effort shows that while Lot was right with God, he has contended himself with some sins and weak faith rather than leaving Sodom. But God was gracious to him because he was righteous by faith before God. Yeah, the... So Reformation he, Study Bible has a similar uh, note that says, as one bound by ancient Near Eastern code of hospitality, which required the protection of guests, Lot is willing to risk danger to his own family rather than allow harm to come to his guests. <laughs> so they are adhering to Wait, two read traditions. read yours again. It says... Uh, the very beginning of it. The constraints 
of Eastern hospitality and the very purpose for which Lot has invited the visitors in verse two, two through three compelled Lot to offer his daughters for a less deviant kind of wickedness. That's an interesting concept Mm -hmm. that, that the, the basically rape and molestation of his daughters is less deviant because yeah, than the rape of these men. We see this. We also do see this though in judges, uh, 19 through 21, this legit story yes, happens do. almost identically. Uh, and what happens is, is In the person uh, judges, 19 oh. through 21, mm-hmm. you see this almost exact same thing play out. But what happens is instead of, what we see here later in this mm-hmm. story is that the people are like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna take your daughters. Actually, instead of you, instead mm-hmm. instead of us raping your daughters or raping the men, now we're gonna rape you lot is right. what they say. So, but instead of that happening in Judges, the story goes that they actually do rape a concubine and the daughter, I believe, and they kill them. And that, so you see what. Could have also played out, but then what, repercussion is made in in judges. So you yeah. just have to go read that so, section. But yeah, but I mean here here we see, like Chase said, that they they he offers his daughters, which like I say is just crazy logic, um, and then and then they say, well, stand back. You know this fellow, and this is what you referenced earlier. This this fellow came to sojourn, and he has become the judge talking about what. Now we will deal worse with you than we will with them. So now they're saying basically, well, we're going to rape you lot, right? Mm-hmm. But then he's pressed hard. They they press hard against him, and then the men reach out their hands and brought Lot into the house and shut the door. So the angel saved Lot, and they struck with blindness the men that were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping for the door. So they blind everybody at the door. They bring Lot back in, mm-hmm. and then they basically warn warn Lot, right? They're like. Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, anyone in the city, bring them out of this place for we're going to destroy this place because of the mm-hmm. outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So here's an interesting idea, too. It's like, um, you know, before we saw God say, we're going to go down to this place and evaluate it, Yeah. right, and then see if, you know, then we will know mm-hmm. if we're going to destroy it or not. That's actually like the terminology, then we will know. Right, so people are like, "Well, he didn't really know. God didn't really know what he was going to do until he went and looked at Sodom." Well, that's not true because the angels right here said God sent us to destroy it. Right, that's the whole reason they're there. Right, mm-hmm. so that was already made up. They're not scouts trying to figure out whether they want to do it or not. Exactly, they have a mission. So then Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughter. So they weren't married yet. They were, they were the potential. Basically, probably like the fiancés or whatever yes. of mm-hmm. of his daughters, and he basically warns them about of, of the coming judgment, and they kind of just shrug it off, right? They just stay they, there. They say he's jesting, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And you. Um, but yeah, then then the morning comes. The angels urge Lot, say like, "Come on, man! You know we told you this was coming." Yeah, and and I don't know what kind of what Lot's thinking. I mean, is he just like? I don't know if he's maybe trying to get a bunch of people to be like, come with me, or if he's just like, oh, I don't really want to leave. Like, Because you think if you heard a command that, hey, leave, everybody's going to die. It's going to be destroyed. I'd be like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, I'm not going to yeah, just really. linger uh, around. Okay. Yeah, let's get my family and get out of here. Yeah. But no, he just kind of hangs out. And then the, urges, the the angels are like, up, take your wife and your two daughters and, and, and 
or, or you're going to be swept away in the punishment of the city, right? But he lingered. So the men seized him. The angels actually had to drag him out the city. He wasn't going to listen. So the angels seized him and his wife and his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful, there's your key, and brought him out and set him outside the city. So once again, even even though you know we're told that Lot is righteous, I mean, mm-hmm. we see that he, he recognizes wicked, right? He still won't listen to a command yeah. by God's people. Yeah. They tell him, hey, listen, do this. He's not going to do it. But God is merciful enough to do it for him, basically, right? To drag him out of the city, mm-hmm. him and his wife and his daughters. Now, the whole family's jacked up, right? So they, they, Lot's like, you know, I can't escape all the way to the hills. That's so far. You know, let me go to this, let me go to this city over here. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll let you go to the city and, and you can go there and we won't destroy this city. Um, but you better go there quickly, you know. For I can do nothing till you arrive there, and, and you need to go. So, like, up until this point, Lot questions God. And he's like, I don't want to go into the mountains. I don't want to do that, mm-hmm, this right. and that. It's he's, just so far. Yeah, it's so far. Could I do this instead? I do what I want to do. And then that also plays out because later in the story, we see him actually end up in the mountains. <laughs> so it's like God literally is like, well, you're stupid, obviously. Like, I'm going to make you go there anyways. So it's like Jonah. Go yeah. to Nineveh. How about I go over here? <laughs> now how about you end up in Nineveh? Right. Okay, so we so so Lot leaves. Um the sun comes up, right? Yep. And uh then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. And Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. So she looked at the city being burned up with fire, mm. and she turned into salt. So um, also, I think it's worth mentioning, because people make fun of me all the time, and my friends think I'm crazy, um, but the 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 city Sodom being the first place that we see homosexual acts taking place mm-hmm. in, in Scripture mm-hmm. um, with these men trying to rape other men mm-hmm. is where we get the term sodomite. Sodomite. So that's what that's what that's what I would say the official biblical name for, or or, or homosexuality or sodomite. Mm-hmm. Right there, that's what they are as they're gay people trying to. It's also where we get mm-hmm. the word sodomize. Correct. Sodomy. Sodomy. The verb of right. Yeah. Right. It's Correct. all come from this area where we first see it in scripture, which ultimately is all sin. Yeah, I mean, sodomy, sodomite, sodomize, regardless, um, you know, your root word just got blown up with fire from God. Right. So that's something to think about. (laughs) Yeah, he just punished that sin in a big way. Yeah. So uh, she turns into salt. Sulfur and fire. Mm -hmm. And then Abraham went and he looked, right? He stood on the place where him and the Lord kind of talked about it and he kind of pleaded about Sodom and looks down and Sodom is gone, right? Gone. The, the just smoke. It went up like the smoke of a furnace. Mm-hmm. And so it was Ooh. that when God destroyed the cities in the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst to overthrow. Now remember, Abraham had pleaded with God to say, why are you going to kill the righteous with the unrighteous? And God said, well, I won't. Right? If I find five righteous, I won't destroy the city. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, God remembered this conversation that he had with, with Abraham, which, like I say, I mean, he already knew all this was going to take yeah. place. And so he saved Lot. 
right? Because he deemed Lot righteous, not because of anything Lot did, but because for some reason God, yeah, you know what I mean, made so made him righteous. So he saved him, mm-hmm. but he still destroyed the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that how many how many did Abraham go down to? Was it five or was it ten? I think, yeah, I think it was ten. It was ten, and was 10, yeah. and that's what that's what's crazy is. Like, but ultimately, I think you could go down even more to say even one. Well, you and no, he you saw can. he saw the one that, or three, I guess. That's my point. Was like, you know, that's some that's a number that Abraham didn't ask. He kept on going down and down, but he right. stopped at ten. Mm-hmm. And right. God is so merciful. He's like, I wouldn't even hurt one or two or three. You know, I think that's the point, right? In that as well, I thought that was interesting, and then. With Lot's wife, I mean, you know, there almost was four, but I mean, it's almost like, in a way, talking about, um, I don't, I don't know if you could tie this into almost the perseverance of the saints, but like she was so close. I mean, Lord, the Lord showed her mercy, and yet, and she had seen mm-hmm. so much. I mean, she, she literally, the city was getting destroyed behind her. She had seen angels. They told her exactly what was going to happen. She, she was in the midst of all this happening. She got pulled out by angels forcefully to leave the mm-hmm. city, and yet she's still at the very, very end, right before she was about to be saved, she was still sin-natured, sinful, and evil, and turned around and didn't trust God. She looked back on the things of old and past, and that's why she died. Mm-hmm. She wasn't truly saved or really truly—I wouldn't say saved, but uh, because, I mean, obviously his daughter's— were not great either, but she still. But looked, neither was Lot. Neither was neither right. was Lot. Yes, and even in the even in the next section where we see the sin of his daughters, we mm-hmm. we also see him sin as well because he gets drunk. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. multiple times. Yes, and uh, what I think this, I was mainly just focused on the mom though, just because like she was so close to being good and like out of harm's way, and then yet she still looks back and just can't trust in what what is happening before her. And it's just, it's kind of sad, you know, and also just also right. very proof of man's sin nature and fallen right. nature. For sure. And then um, we also see the story continue with the daughters and how sinful and evil they are. And then with also Lot, who does very terrible things as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to sum up this last section, Hunter? I can, yeah. Tell us what happens next. <laughs> so- so basically, what uh, what happens next here is that um, hang on, I'm trying to get on my notes here, which I don't have in front of me, but are in my head. So <laughs> forgive me. Um, in this section here, which a study note here helps me speak this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad with words. <laughs> Verse 32 says, "Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve offspring from our father." My study note says the daughter's initiative contrasts with Lot, who apparently had made no efforts to find spouses for his daughters. Their their sexual immorality anticipates their descendants' seduction of Israel's men. And when we get down to the bottom of this section, which is verses 30 through 38, we see that in verse 37, the firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. Then if you flip over to Numbers 25, you see... Um, while Israel uh, was occupying a certain area, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab. So you see the the trend of sin has trickled down throughout the generations, mm-hmm. beginning right here with this right. event where they... In sin they were brought forth. 
Right. They get their father drunk and they sleep with him and mm-hmm. become pregnant. Well, they rape by their dad. You know. So Lot offers his daughters up for rape. And then, <laughs> and then his they, daughters rape him. Correct. Yeah. They so literally they get their father their drunk offspring. and both get pregnant. Right. Sin begets sin. And, so, and are the fathers of the Moabites and the Ammonites, both moral enemies right. of Israel. Yeah. Right. And you were saying that you were talking about how Lot sinned and you said that he gets drunk. So yes, being drunk is a sin, but would we say that Lot is sinning by being drunk? Because it says this, the scripture says that, like verse 35 says, so they made their father drink wine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you, it's still, you, the daughters the are not responsible drunk, not for them. That is sin. true. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That, it, he still sins. Mm-hmm. Right. But they sin okay. too. I mean, by yeah. raping No, right. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sin on both sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And then um, there's a quote by Matthew Henry that, that I, I loved. At, and whenever I read it, I kind of like stopped and I was like, gosh, dang, this is crazy. He says this, after this, we never read any more of Lot. But from the sounds of the scripture concerning him, henceforward, we may learn that drunkenness, as it makes men forgetful, so it makes them forgotten. Dang. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty profound. I was like, dang, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as it makes them forgetful, they will be forgotten. <laughs> yeah. I was like, gosh, dang, man. Because really, you all you hear from henceforward of anything of the offspring of Lot yeah, is so evil and the to be the Israel's uh, like mortal enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, the, the whole time. The, the mm-hmm. Moabites. So Genesis 19 is just all gas, yeah. no breaks. It's Sin, all bro. immorality. <laughs> yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. And and I think I've 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 talked to people a couple times about this, and I feel like the the biggest problem. Oh, sorry. I feel like the biggest problem that people were having was just like that Lot was considered righteous. So, like that's what he was considered. He was considered righteous Lot. That's what he's called by Peter. People are like, I just that's kind of that's crazy to think about that. That's what he's considered is righteous. So, what would you say to that, like Levi? I would. Well, I obviously he can answer too, but I would say that we're. As believers in Christ, we're considered righteous too, mm-hmm. and we sin every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, so, that's the simplest answer. Be the same thing. Yeah. Is that he's not he he's righteous not because of anything he did or right. did not do, mm-hmm. but only because God made him righteous. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. Just the same. Yeah. Ooh. Is us? Uh, me? You? Right. You? Mm-hmm. All of us? We're a lot. Yeah, we're yeah. unrighteous. We sin. We we fall into these these traps, and there's nothing we could ever do or or not do um, to to become righteous. Mm-hmm. But God made us righteous, mm-hmm. so I think the same applies to Lot. Um, yep, it's an interesting chapter to ponder, um, and we'll pick up next week with chapter twenty. Yeah, can't wait, man. So yeah. we'll see you guys then. Peace.